Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The baptism of Jesus. I know our, our slide says consider yourself and we're going to get there, but today is about the baptism of Jesus. Now, why in the world was Jesus baptized? And when I ask people that, I get, I get lots of different answers why Jesus was baptized. You know, some say he was baptized in order to uh, set an example for us to follow. Okay? But that really doesn't hold because there were others being baptized before Jesus was. Okay? So, and we have to think through, what, what was this baptism? Again, when John was baptizing, he was baptizing for the repentance, for repentance and forgiveness of sins. It was a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. Now, Jesus didn't have any sin. So why was he baptized? Okay? Not just to set a good example. He was baptized because, as we sang in that song right before the message for today, the last word says, uh, last verse says, Now rise, faint hearts, be resolute. The man, this man is Christ, our substitute. That's why he was baptized. So just like he, remember how I like to tell you that he's already lived your life for you perfectly? Okay? He died your death. He's already been raised from the dead, just in view, anticipation of your rising from the dead one day to live and reign with him. So he was baptized for you. He lived for you. He died for you. He rose again in anticipation of your rising one day, first fruits from the dead. And he ascended into heaven where he now intercedes for you. It's all for us. And what it should remind us of is a little passage from Philippians chapter 2. In Philippians chapter 2, let me get there just for a second. It says this. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. In in other words, he left that behind to come and do what needed to be done for your sake and for mine. Now, you've heard that numerous times before. That should make good sense. Does that? All clear? So you and I have awesome hope today in the middle of the craziness that's going on in our world, in the middle of snowing in Austin here pretty soon. I mean, you know, pretty soon uh, cats will be chasing dogs and pigs will fall from the sky if we're going to have snow here in Austin. It doesn't happen very often. But there's something I want us to get to, and that's the end of our Romans reading. Because, yes, Jesus was baptized, and that means new life for us. But we're also baptized into him, into his name. And if we look at our Romans reading for today, what you see is at the very end, it says, so you also must consider yourselves a certain way, dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Well, Now, how do we get there? Well, I think there's a problem for us, and I'd like to read something for you from the book Three Seconds. And you've all heard of, heard of this more than likely. And you may even know of the study. It's a study conducted by, I think it's Martin Seligman of the University of Pennsylvania. As a 21-year-old graduate student fresh out of college, he observed an experiment that sent him on a quest to understand why some people give up and remain passive while others look for solutions and overcome and achieve. For the experiment, researchers taught dogs to associate a tone with a very mild shock. The dogs were restrained in a harness then repeatedly exposed to the sound, followed by the shock. 
The hypothesis was that later, upon hearing the same tone, the conditioned dogs would associate it with an oncoming shock and run or otherwise try to escape. Seligman and his associates placed an unrestrained dog inside a shuttle box, a container divided in half by a low wall. When the tone sounded, the dog could easily escape the discomfort of the mild shock by jumping over the wall into the other half of the box. But the researchers were surprised by the dog's response. On hearing the tone, instead of jumping away to the other side of the box, the dog lay down and began to whine. Even when the shock came, it did nothing to evade it. They tried the same thing with all of the previously conditioned dogs. A full two-thirds of them didn't even try to escape the negative stimulus. Seligman concluded that these dogs had learned to be helpless. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul reminds us that in Christ we are a new creation. We've been made righteous. We have died with Christ and been raised with Christ to a new life in Christ. And yet I wonder how we consider ourselves. How do you consider yourself? We can get to a little train here at the end of the message. But I want, to think, I want you to think with me for just a moment. How do you and I see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as we are now in Christ? Or do we simply say, have you ever got to a situation and you simply say, I'm just a sinner. Just going to do it. Because that's just what I am. Is that what you ever do? I wonder if... You know, Luther likes to talk about the old man and the new man. Okay? The old man is that which we are by nature, and that old man just is a great sinner. But in our baptism, baptism of our Lord, in our baptism, we have been crucified and raised with Christ. We've been buried in our baptism and raised up again to newness of life. And that old man has been drowned. But Luther liked to remind us that that old man is a good swimmer. Okay, So even though we've drowned him, every day we have to drown him again because he'll just come back and we just like to live that way of death. That way of inappropriate living. The way of walking away from Jesus. And if we think about that for a little bit, I wonder how many of us have learned to be helpless against the temptations of the world and against the struggles of this world because we continue to review who we used to be. Even though it's an easy wall, I can jump over it. Even though I can escape. How many of us, in the midst of temptation, were like, well, I've already fallen 500 times to this. What's 501? My eyes are so bad, I can't see anybody's response. Is that connected with anybody, or is that just my problem? Wow, we're silent too. You can talk through the masks. It's okay. Do we ever keep falling to the same temptation? Have we learned to see ourselves only in that old way? Because it's happened so many times. Somebody comes up to you, and you know what what Scripture says? We all know what Scripture says, right? Scripture says, forgive. Scripture says, if you need to, rebuke. Not to prove that you're right and they're wrong, but to, show, to offer correction for their good. 
And then scripture says to love your enemies. And we say, nope, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen because I can't do it. Jackson's already running ahead of me for the message. Awesome. I love it when you run ahead. He knows what's coming. Okay? And so what we're going to do is we're going to recognize that they're so easy for us to learn the helpless position. How can we move beyond that? Well, again, we want to remember our baptism. We've been connected with Christ, as it says here. It says, we were therefore buried with him into, in, by baptism into death, okay? In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For we, if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So think being united. And then let's take that and combine it with Romans chapter 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So live a new way. Live sacrificially. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A new way to think. Penny for your thoughts. Honestly, what are you thinking about right now? How do you know that jumping over the wall is going to make it stop? How do I know that jumping over the wall is going to make it stop? Great question. Great question. What else? What are you thinking? Love having you here, Richard. You get us started. Love it. What else? Some of you may be thinking, I wonder what I'm going to eat after church. Some of you might be thinking, I wonder if it's really going to snow here or not. Some of you are thinking, I wonder how Barbara's doing really at home. Okay. There's a lot of different things that we're thinking. But I want to ask you this question. How many of you are remembering the mercy that you received in your baptism and you're thinking that right now I am united with Christ? Let's just see a show of hands. Right now, I'm united with Christ. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Now, as I more talk about it, hopefully you're thinking about this more and more. What does it mean that you're united with Christ? See that again? Correct. You ever watch the football, the, the football playoffs are, are on yesterday and on today? And when they score, they're like, look how strong I am. Look what I did, Right? They start doing that. And what I want you to think about is, because of who you are in Christ, you want to go around going like this, okay? Because Jesus is going. And when Jesus does that, who can defeat Jesus? What happened when death tried to? It died. Jesus defeated death through his death. So what if, instead of our focus being on ourselves and asking the scary question, what if I jump over the, over the wall and it doesn't do, any different, doesn't do anything different? Okay, That's a scary thought, isn't it? But what if instead of jumping over the wall, I jump into the arms of Jesus? 
Is he strong enough to protect me from any electrical shocks? Is he strong enough to protect me from the worry that I have? From injustice? From oppression? From the situation of COVID? Now, that doesn't mean that you'll never deal with injustice or abuse or struggle or COVID. It means that Jesus has you in the midst of all of those things. Right? For you, I'd like to just offer this little piece. If you look at the beginning of the epistle reading, it says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So Jesus didn't consider equality with God something to regress. We didn't hang on to that. What I want us to do is to not hang on to our past, the old man. Jesus went to offer himself up for us so we might have new life. We want to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, Romans 12, verse 2. But then it goes on. We see here that, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? By no means. That's the strongest Greek negation. Now, if you would, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted by, by, I'm sorry, beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. How many of you are tempted at some times to judge other people and speak condemning words about them? That should strike almost all of us if we're living and breathing in this culture today. Keeping your hands down, okay? How many of you are tempted to lie? How many of you are tempted to steal? How many of you are tempted to lust? How many of you are tempted towards self-righteousness? Okay, those are all things we're tempted to, right? And when you say, I'm just going to try harder, this is one of my themes, If I just say, I'm just going to try harder, how does that go? It's just not helpful. Now, why would I keep beating that dead horse of, you don't, it's not about trying harder. Why would I keep doing that? Because what you're doing, you know it wrong. Correct. And because I have a wonderful congregation. Have you met them? You know what they do? They raise up that dead horse all the time. And keep trying harder. So does your pastor. You see, it's not about trying harder. It's about remembering our baptism. It's about remembering that we've been united with Christ. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. But along with the temptation, he will, be, he will give you the way out. And the way out is the way with him. There's a little train. That little train was trying to get up the hill. What did it say? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And I think I can leads to what? Trying harder. Now, I think I can works for a train. But it doesn't work for us. You know, instead what we need is, I think he can, I think he can, I think he can, I think he can. And then I want you to change one word. I think he has, I think he has, I think he has, I think he has. 
And then, I know he has. I know he has. And I know he will. Which brings us to our last two Bible verses. I know he will. I know he will what? I know he will bring the deliverance I need as he joins me in the midst of my temptation, not leaving me by myself. When you leave this building today, take Jesus with you. And wherever you go, recognize that you're there with him who is strong to do what you can't do. And Psalm 50, verse 15 says this, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. In our baptism, we're made new creations. We're united with Christ. You know what we get to do? We get to call on his name all the time. Please share with me just for a moment, what's one thing you need Jesus' help with today? Forgiveness? Yes, forgiveness. To forgive someone who's done something horrible to us. Yes, what else? Patience. Anybody need patience? Can we look to him for that? Not to Richard, but for Jesus. What else? Temptation. temptation. Okay. For me, temptations towards... I have people in my life that um, go to AA groups or to SA groups, which is sexual addiction. I always wanted to start an LA group. Do you know what that is? Laziness Anonymous. When I get caught up watching videos and being caught up on all this other stuff and I get lazy, I need people walking around me to help me. That might be one thing that I get tempted to do, that I want Jesus to help me because I know how to fail. Shall we continue in sin so that God's grace may abound? By no means. What's the goal? Remember our baptism. Connect and unite with Jesus and lead a new life. I can guarantee you that trying to do it without Jesus does not lead to a new life. Amen? Amen.